If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. That's all I got. I don't have much energy today. (laughs) I don't know how you continue to think of these songs. I feel like everything is quiet and I haven't listened to music in like months. But (laughs) but it's all memory at this point. And um, I think it's just a personal trolling because... It's always somebody who randomly decides they won't come let me know what they feel about my singing. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and I don't know why y'all continue to do that. Like, I give a fuck. But anyway, hi. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Niggas. How are you? you no, know, I'm here. How are you? <laughs> same, same, same. You know. Same, same, same. What's, we are yet alive. We are here. And another, whatever, whatever this shit is, I'm... That's what I feel like. I feel like the blunt that's on the end of my lips right now. Oh, my. Well, I mean, it's been a long year. We're making it through the best we can and just kind of dealing with things as it comes. But always a pleasure to be back at the kitchen table to uh, just share space with one another and give each other time and latitude to kind of think and feel and be and Mm. wonder and question and all of the stuff that comes with navigating this crazy thing we call life that's really it how are you sis i mean i'm okay okay and um you know we just okay okay (laughs) grateful (laughs) grateful to be here grateful to be okay and um how are you same uh <laughs> this is the strugglingest intro ever <laughs> we tired y'all we're t- and 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 you know everybody's feeling the effects of the times right now so um that's just kind of where we at that's real life that is adulting but there are several other things going on that we can focus our attention on that's not us in the trash so you want to give them a proper intro and we get on over there to the trash? Yeah, girl, you didn't do the test the Charles to test the tooth. Oh, well, yeah, they know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk okay. about all that in the kitchen table anyway. So let's head on over Agreed. to the uh, to the trash. Right on, right on. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Cha-cha. Which is exactly what the world is. Speaking of which, so, you know, there was a high school in Georgia that um, opened back up. They said, we're going to do this. We're going to do this as if it was 2019 and nobody was aware of any pandemic coming up. Uh, And the hall was crowded with students. A picture was posted. Um, I don't know. Is that the same high school? There was a young black girl who posted a picture where she was the only one in her class with the mask on and none of the other students had one on. I don't know if it was the same. I know that both both of those. These stories came out of Georgia, but I don't know if they were the well, same or related at the same school or what have you. I don't know. Okay, so we're not going to say that because we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But. but the school we're talking about with the with the crowded hallway got shut down. And they are really? now doing distance learning because nine people tested positive for COVID. Well, well, Pisha Jenkins. And I don't know what you all thought was going to happen if you the picture looks like a high school hallway and if you it looks worse than a high school hallway <laughs> it looks more crowded than i've ever seen a high school hallway in my life agreed so that is what's going on with that if that does not tell you right now that we and let's be clear let's have a, a honest conversation quickly because it's clear that the the government officials in our country are all children and you know they or they don't know anything they're not capable of the jobs that they have i also know that there are some who are but there are also very difficult decisions to make there's a lot to consider okay right that goes into all of it i feel like as a whole it's all corrupt that's just that's my feeling on it but one reason i know that they you know like for cuomo for instance who has done somewhat of a decent job handling the pandemic, but is also like failing miserably in other ways. And I'm not singing his praises. Um, Cuomo is is going is is you know proposing that we open back up to schools here in New York. Um, I also understand that a lot of them feel pressure to open these schools back up because it cuts a ton of funding that you essentially need for the students. So it becomes this big thing. And if people would just do the right things, then this is not stuff that we would have to worry about. Mm. But so that's why a lot of schools outside of just the evil whiteness that's happening throughout the country and why they're pushing open schools. A lot of it too is because funding will be cut and a lot of these students need that funding. So Mm. it's just, it's just a really, really difficult situation. Um, But it's not time for these students to go back. It's not. And the government, the federal government is foul and filthy and disgusting, you fucking pigs, for even putting people in a position where they have to, you know, consider their health and their lives and those of the ones that they love or their education. It's just trash. But anyway, there are more and more. I think and we now uh, the United States has has over five million confirmed cases of coronavirus mm-hmm. in the country. So. Mm-hmm. Um, while it appears that in some areas, new cases, the amount of new cases is going down, it is still very much a national concern. Um, and, you know, our progress in terms of getting on the other side of this um, is contingent upon the choices that we make right now. Exactly. So this disregard... This seeming disregard, or I don't even know if it's seemingly, but it is an apparent disregard for health and life 
and you know money and other systems and structures being prioritized over those things is really unfortunate um for you know obvious reasons but i just feel like we've been talking about the same thing for months and months and months now and it's just getting harder and harder harder and harder to face the reality that we've been living for the last few weeks so i'm really sorry and i'm just praying for parents and families and people educators administrators because it's just like a horrible situation Mm -hmm. to be in um where you have to make a choice between your life and your livelihood in many in many respects so it's a difficult space to be in so whatever i'm just praying that we can all find ways to manage this because it's just it's just a very heavy burden um that we are all have having to deal with on top of having to deal on top of having to deal with um you know the news, the crime, <laughs> the systemic yeah. uh, racism and oppression, you know, problematic laws and policies, Oof. corruption, and like all of these things are happening at one time. The president attacking the post office. <laughs> and I mean, we're all still dealing with like lots of different national issues too, because, you know, like there are things going on in the world, mm-hmm. uh, shootings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an earthquake in North Carolina over mm-hmm. the weekend. Yeah. Um, just all these things are happening. The world is not slowing down. And it just, it seems like things are getting, like the cumulative impact. I know I'm starting to feel or have been feeling the cumulative impact of all of this. Yeah. All of this happening at one time. Yeah, I've been pretty drained, um, especially like specifically these past couple of weeks. Uh, I've just felt like it's it's been an extra level of like heaviness. For sure. Just like tiredness and like I don't know, you know what I'm saying? So totally. I feel like I am drained in energy. I'm also like lacking focus and yeah. inspiration and yes. creativity and you know, being a like struggling to remain productive and to keep pro- well, I redundantly, but <laughs> keep producing and creating in in this climate, in this mm-hmm. context is really really hard and at the same time i struggle with feeling guilt for i don't want to complain um you know because i know that there are people who are navigating realities that are really much more challenging than mine Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to show up and do what i'm responsible to do but at the end of the day i find myself wanting to be in bed more than any other place um (laughs) So I don't know, it really resonated with me when um, Michelle Obama was, you know, saying earlier last week, you know, a few days ago that Mm -hmm. she was dealing with some depression because I'm like, that's just a very honest truth. Um, And it was really sad because when I saw that on Twitter, of course, you know, you're going to see all kinds of things, the trolls and horrible people on Twitter reacting and responding. And people are still just so hateful and terrible. They are. um, Like, you know, just because you have things or just because you have opportunity, just because you have blessings, I think that you can be tired and and appreciative at the same time. I don't think that you have to compromise one for the other. It's just, it's a matter of, you know, how you, weigh things like I can be tired and uh, you know irritated or annoyed and be grateful um, yeah. I can 
I can kind of balance those things. Oh, balance is not the right word, but those things can coexist. You Um, compartmentalize your, uh, we actually can, like as human beings, everybody has a right to feel more than one way at one time. You know what I'm saying? One doesn't negate the other. Right, right. One doesn't cancel out the other. So it is completely appropriate for folks to need help or or to find themselves struggling Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, like, how do you do this? And what are the t- I'm sure this? the trolls were coming with all all their. I mean, they were saying all kinds of stuff, calling her a man, talking about oh, it must oh, be exhausting, that. like you know, and it's just so stupid, like it's so dumb. I'm seeing, but I'm seeing that more and more. Not even just with Michelle Obama, just with people in general. You know, we talked last week. I, I think we mentioned it last week about people needing breaks and you know, giving people that space to do so. I've seen some really wretched, awful things on the internet. Y'all be coming at people for their life choices, for moving out of the country, for doing things that they need to do for their own mental health or their own lives because you're fucking miserable. (laughs) And I'm just so tired of seeing, I'm tired of seeing that. Like, what's wrong with y'all? You're mad because you're sleeping on these 300 thread count sheets that scratch your back at night and you're upset because somebody else has went and did something else with their life reevaluate your own life choices and worry about your own business i'm tired of seeing these people have opinions about everything everybody and i'm not talking about fun stuff you know what i'm saying seeing that that fake ass jordan sparks old navy commercial float through (laughs) the internet was a delight I missed that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I posted on my stories. George Sparks has a new song. I guess it's called Sangria or Red Sangria or something. Oh my word! But the, the 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 black internet has taken to taking her video and then putting like Old Navy ads over it, like or different things like that, because that's what it looks like. And when I first saw, I thought it was an Old Navy ad. I said, well, this is a spicy song for Old Navy ad. Drink me up like a red sangria. But it was really just her new title. And, you know, I would I hope that she's able to laugh along with things like that on the Internet. But wishing harm on people and just speaking negativity into their lives because you're miserable with your own. Go, go, go fix yourself. Go talk to yourself. Go figure out what you go. Download the Calm app. Go get yourself a therapist. (laughs) Like, Go get yourself a journal, bitch. Light some resins, bitch. But get the fuck off the Internet. Anyway, I'm sorry. Speaking of it's other okay. people's business, Joel Santana. <laughs> oh yes, he's home from the from he's the home. from the clink. He's home. I did see that, and we're happy to see it. He's clean. Um, Meek Mills helped him to get I out. Heard that. Um, you know that he is co-chair, I believe, of a re- the Reform Alliance. I think is what it's called, where he is helping uh, with prison reform and helping um, inmates to have some hope in the future which we we know how hard that is with this world but i i love to see people using their platforms for good and i mm-hmm. love that now Joel's wants to take his platform and and help with prison reform you know with regular inmates that are not just rappers you know what i'm saying or somebody else who gets locked up of some some profile and some status so He's out. He went. He got home. He got greeted by the whole tribe. The whole Von Trapp tribe was there, and Kimbella <laughs> was there. She made his favorites, according to the Instagram. Some her world her famous meatloaf. Child, she made his world fa- her world famous meatloaf. Jewel's words. She Come on, made world famous mac and cheese. 
I want you to picture <sighs> this plate, sis. Okay, so this is meatloaf. Kim Bella made meatloaf and mac and cheese. But it was meatloaf with brown gravy. My kind of meatloaf. Mm. I'm not saying mm-hmm. hers was my kind, but brown gravy kind. And mashed potatoes and gravy, corn, okay. and mac and cheese. Just picture no the plate. beige plates. It was beige as fuck. <laughs> Hope, baby. <laughs> it was not a vegetable. T- not a vegetable inside. And my only, my only thing, my only thing with it is, I'm so happy. And I think when you have been locked up, you deserve to have everything that you want in your life that you want. But we all know there is no nutritional value in the in the jail system. <laughs> Kimbella, you got to make him a pot of greens to go with this meal, so he can have some fiber. That's some cabbage that's or something. something. She could have made him some green beans, some broccoli, a salad, even a Brussels sprout. Just something. A cruciferous vegetable. (laughs) We need to kind of move things along, I'm certain. You know we do, and I'm sure he's going to be very happy to sit on his porcelain throne alone. So you've got to give that man something to help things move. Well, I'm glad that he is home. I'm glad that he is well. Same. Um, He looks well. And I'm really hoping that this this is going to be a start of, you know, uh, you know, just a just a path forward, a next phase in life, right? We looking forward to seeing what what the future brings for Jewels and his family. That's it. He we we know he missed the birth of his last child, mm-hmm. um. So he's been spending a lot of time with the baby, and I'm glad that he's getting some bonding time. But I love more than anything that I'm that he looks good. He's looking healthier, yes. and that he's using his using his platform and using his experience to try to help others. And I think that's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful transition. Um, The next story is a trigger warning. So I just want to put that out there. Um, There is a singer from Philly by the name of Jaguar Wright. Uh, We all remember remember her. You remember her from the, you remember the, you know, the boom of the neo soul quote unquote Mm -hmm. uh, era where we got a lot of the roots and Bilal and Jilly and everybody out of Philly and, and, and that tribe. Um, she has come forward recently with a with with some accusations and okay. just kind of like putting everybody out there which hold these niggas accountable by all means um the alarming story that i read and I, and I I believe she did an IG live. I could be wrong about that, but I read the story. And she told a story about Common some years back. Uh, I believe she was on a tour oh, with him Lord. or they were somewhere where they were in the same vicinity working. Um, she laid down to take a nap and woke up with his penis on her mouth. What? Yes. And... You know, it's just kind of along the lines of like, come on, you know what this what? is. She said this on IG story. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was on live. Uh, let me look this up. Let me see this again where this was because I read the actual story. Oh. My gracious. Um, but yes, it was. So she gave it, you know, she gave this is from the YBF. This is where I read it. Um, she's calling all bullshit. She's she's calling out all the people in the industry who she sung back up for. And a lot of their treacherous behavior and covering up a lot of their lies. So and did they know? Is that like what is she upset about? Like she's saying that a lot of people knew about this and didn't. She's saying that her. a lot of niggas are living foul in the music industry and they need to be held accountable for that foul living. Well, you know, and we remember when even when the R. Kelly um, docu series came out, there were a lot. There were a few male artists, Jay Z included, who did not want to speak. 
on the situation. Now, we don't know why that is. We don't know, you know, people's personal whatever. But I know that these men, more than anybody, need to be holding these men accountable within this industry and within life in general. But if we're talking specifically about the music industry where there's a lot, a lot, a huge history of heinous sexual behavior, these Mm. men need to be holding their counterparts accountable before anybody else so yes it was an ig live session with another with another woman and she accused a comment of trying to put his penis in her mouth while she was sleeping so it's just disgusting and like i said hold them accountable And, and and the men who are listening to this the ggbs when you hear your homeboys your brothers your cousins when you hear them talking foul call it out it ain't no different than us talking about calling these white people out and white people calling out their fellow white people on their bullshit. You all are responsible for calling out your fellow niggas on their trashy behavior. But a lot of these, mm. a lot, we know a lot of people hide stuff be- because they have a lot, you know, there's dirt on them other places. So it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a cycle of things that needs to be broken. But that happened recently. Um. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You can sit with that and go read up on it. Um. Uh, we know there's been a lot of toxic narratives about Ellen DeGeneres and working for her. I'm hearing that, and I was late to the party because I didn't really realize that all of this was happening. Same. Um. And to what degree? But mm-hmm. the more I learn about it the more troubling I find it to be. But um, I I don't know much about... Unfortunately, I didn't... Well, I don't, I don't know if, I, if unfortunately was the right uh, uh, preface for that statement. But I'm saying, I think that I've seen more um, media coverage of the celebrities who are defending Ellen than yep. I have seen of of people of the people who are making claims against her um so i understand like broadly that they're saying that you know it was a hostile work environment Mm -hmm. that wasn't safe for marginalized communities i don't know if it's specific to people of color is it um i so from what i was reading it was uh they were subjected to favoritism by executive producers, faced microaggressions, and were fired after taking medical leave or bereavement days. These are people of color who are making these complaints. Yeah, they said it was that it was it was black people. It was a black woman who used to work on the Ellen DeGeneres show who told BuzzFeed that she experienced racist comments, actions, and microaggressions during her year and a half as an employee. She said when she was hired, a senior level producer told her and another black employee. Oh, wow, you both have box braids. I hope we don't get you confused. And at a work party, she said one of the main writers told her, I'm sorry, I only know the names of the white people who work here. And other coworkers awkwardly laughed it off instead of coming to her defense. What a time to be alive. So it's really funny that this happened. Right. And so, and then they, then they spoke. So this is obviously, that's not Ellen's responsibility for what other people do, but it is your responsibility if you're of the head of this um, hostile environment to do something about that. But they said she adds to it. I don't know if that's in, in, in relation to just the black people, but they said it, even the DJ spoke about how this is a toxic work environment and it was a toxic, it was toxic on the set. So, but Tyrese and Kevin Hart 
L O L of these two niggas of all people. I said, this is not a good look, Ellen. If these are the people who you have speaking on your behalf, baby, this cause, I mean, I mean, questions. That ain't what you want. Questions. (laughs) Like, wow, Ellen, I don't, I don't know if this is the lane. And and, and furthermore, outside of it, just being Tyrese and Kevin Hart, which again, L O L outside of it being them two clowns of all people that is particularly rich i'm irritated at the fact that these are two celebrities if we're going to take out like the jack acidness of both of them as human beings i'm irritated with celebrities like this who speak up and want to defend these celebrities when this is a black girl who is coming forward and i mean she doesn't sound like she's lying or like she's trying to blow up the, you know like she's trying to come up or whatever the case she's trying to speak her experience and put the truth out there and you all are not regular people you're not regular employees who sit there and work for somebody and you know what it's like to deal with this you don't deal with that so you coming to the defense of your white celebrity counterpart is so whack especially as it pertains to this particular story and this young black girl speaking out and other black employees speaking out like it's just trash but what more do we expect from a kevin hart and a motherfucking nigga throw the tile in what do we expect (laughs) from them niggas um Oh man, <laughs> oh. what a time. What a time. Lastly, on the trash, because I had to save this for last, a video a music video came out and a song. Uh by the name of WAP. That it did. It did. And it did. a lot of people have a whole lot of opinions about it. Agreed. Um, a lot so of many opinions. So many opinions. <laughs> um, I would just like to point out that there has been a laundry list of quite derogatory and degrading songs that we have uh, bounced and bankhead bounced and jammed and rocked and whatever, Millie rocked and whatever else to and twerked and all kinds of things. And for whatever reason, you niggas have a problem with these two women coming to speak on their genitalia when y'all <laughs> niggas have been speaking on your genitalia for so ye- wait, decades. What tr- what I find most fascinating, I feel like there th- that people are really split about this song. No pun mm-hmm. intended. <laughs> but um, to your to your point, this song is not uncharted territory for the rap industry by any stretch of the imagination not even close this this song stands on the shoulders of put it in your mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> uh slob on my knob slob on my knob let I me mean, see and just it a, a host of other music you know songs interludes anything right <laughs> um so so i i too find it quite telling that there is such a visceral reaction yeah to to this um song um in this video and anything else and i'm i'm i feel like I'm most blown away. I haven't seen a lot of this. I'm sure it's it's out there, but I I have seen black men who have who have um things to say about this. Yeah. Mhm. Um 
And I think that that's fascinating. But I also feel like, you know, uh, I don't know, there's even even amongst, um, I mean, just color communities of color, generally speaking, I just, it's fascinating to me. It seems like there are choices made around what people Mm want to be critical about. Mm -hmm. And double standards Mm -hmm. are just running up and down the street. Mm -hmm. Rampant. I mean, Mm. bald-headed and naked. They're just (laughs) out there. And I just, I just, it's this, you know, I think I've come to accept that black women are just going to be under, um more scrutiny always um always Mm -hmm. um for whatever choices we make um and i think whether or not you agree content wise with whatever the song is about or how it's performed or what have you i mean the conversation of whether or not these grown adult women have the right to express themselves concerning consensual sex between adults is you know i think that that is what it boils down to for me like Mm -hmm. whether however you feel about it your preferences your opinion whether you like it or don't i mean everybody's grown and has the right to do what they want so and don't listen to it if you don't like it if you don't like it then you do not have to support it you can even say that you don't like it but to uh, but to kind of demand answers and account and hope, like think that you can fake hold people accountable. Um, I think it's just another, another thing, right? Especially if, you know, you don't do that for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, wow, if that's how y'all want, that's what y'all want to do with your time. I don't want to hear no dirty dick cheese nigga talk about <laughs> anything about a woman, what a woman is talking about, about her body. If she wants to parade and promote her body the way that she wants to, then you let her do that. That's not your business because guess what she's not going to do? Anything with you ever. Nobody cares about your dry, dirty, <laughs> cough, cough, dick opinion. Not a single solitary soul. And for the women who have things to say. If you don't go put on a porn and relax yourself, oh, I, rela- it, these are grown ass women. These are grown women who, by the way, have been singing about their genitalia for their entire for the careers of their careers. Like this, this is, is not, not new. new. This is not a new. This is not caught anybody off guard. I almost want to say that there are things. I feel like I've heard Cardi especially and Meg most especially. I felt like they were particularly, I don't want to say tame, but I know that I have heard Meg say things that were what that I that Meg made me told black <laughs> Meg told these niggas, hold your tongue unless you go lick on my clit. Ah, ah. Like I mean, like <laughs> very, I mean, very plainly put. They That's, have said things that are way crazier than what I feel like I've heard in, in this particular song. So I'm very taken aback by the public outcry in response to WAP. 
Um, because yeah, same. I'm like, get this fake outrage like, out of here. This is what y'all want to be mad about today? This is fake. Okay. Get this fake outrage out of here. All of y'all. Every last one of you who has an opinion. Well, well, I just feel like they could be using their platforms for better things. Like, there's so many political things going on. Have They speak on those things. Uh, yes. Do you not do many things in one day? Do you do the same thing all day? Every day? Do you, all your conversations, the same conversation all day? So why can't these women do what they want as grown ass women, number one, as women who are in this industry and this is what they do as something that's not brand new, as something that's not brand new in this industry, not brand new to them as artists, not brand new to niggas? All of you all can have several seats, several of them, <laughs> several. Well, Lord, here we are again. Before I start mm, singing mm, the song. Mm. And that's the trash this week. <laughs> I think that's enough. I think so. <laughs> My sister's popping right now. Like. Okay. So our shout out this week um, is very brief. I just, I got an email not too long before the show started, actually. And I got an email from um, Noah's Dance School. We've been trying to get updates trying you know seeing what's going on you know they've been sending constant updates that they're they're trying to figure things out and uh, i got an email from them right before the show started that said that they are not going to be able to open for the 2021 school year um Uh. she attends alvin ailey so it is alvin ailey and i wanted to shout them out specifically for keeping um the best interests of their their students and their staff in mind Mm. um we know that's a great loss uh and you know that's a huge cut for staff but that's also you know trying to force force kids to come back puts them at a a health risk and puts them at jeopardy as well so i just wanted to shout them out for um for sure for just just trying to trying to move the way that we should be moving in this society and that was mm. it just keeping a brief mm. come on alvin ailey i know now i'm sad very much so she's been at ailey for the past three years and it doesn't mean she's not going back but it's just really sad that this is yet another activity and i knew this was i i let's be clear i didn't ex- expect to put her in dance school in september but i also knew you know, it just got, I just got sad because it's another activity and it's another reinforcement of like where we're living right now and how much it's affecting all of us, including children, as you heard us mm. speaking about the other week with, um, with Sophia. So it just made me kind of sad, but I'm also glad that they're taking all the proper precautions to make sure that, right. that their people are good. So we just wanted to shout out Alvin Ailey this week. And we can move along to our kitchen table. Table, table, table. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. So many non-dairy flavors, so little time. Ben and Jerry's has three new non-dairy frozen desserts made with sunflower butter. The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their new non-dairy flavors are the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between. Uh, AKA meat eaters like Jade and myself. So I am a big fan of uh, all things dairy. 
Um, um, so, uh, you know, admittedly, I was a little leery of venturing into the land of non-dairy desserts, but I was pleasantly surprised by what was, uh, what, by what I, my tongue was greeted with when I journeyed into the Ben and Jerry's plant-based, uh, line. I'm a big fan of the creme brulee and a big fan of the mint chocolate chip. Um, and you know, I'm not even going to hold you when I had it for the first time. I couldn't even really tell, like you would have been able to, you know, uh, dupe me. Like I really would, I would not have guessed that what I was eating was a non-dairy dessert. It was that good. It was creamy. It was, it had, it had an awesome mouth feel. It felt like ice cream in my mouth. It just was all things good. And, you know, I'm not going to hold you, but, uh, you know, there was a Ben and Jerry's store, not far from my old apartment. And one of my favorite things to do in the summertime was to go there and get a homemade ice cream sandwich. Um, like, you know, you can like choose your cookies and, you know, make a chip witch of sort. And um, I know that that place is probably closed now for the quarantine, but if I had my way, I would put a little creme brulee between them snickerdoodles and let the Lord mm. do his good work. <laughs> Cause I think that that would be, I think that that would really take my praise to a higher place. Okay. Make half um, baked so, vegan. Okay. Sorry. Yes. And, oh, and that also too. And, and why would there, if y'all made that cookies and cream vegan, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be upset at all with the Oreos. I wouldn't be upset. So check out Ben and Jerry Sunflower Butter lineup and the whole non-dairy flavor family at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers so many recipes to choose from every week to help you break out of your recipe rut. And there's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes. With HelloFresh, you can get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes and save up to 28% compared to your supermarket shopping trips. HelloFresh can also help you eat more sustainably. Their pre-portioned ingredients uh, mean there's less prep for you and less food waste. They offer contactless delivery to your doorstep and the packaging they use is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled content. In 2019, HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity. This year, they're stepping up their food donations amid the coronavirus crisis. Let me tell you all, how much I enjoy HelloFresh. Outside of the fact that it saves me so much time, we have full, complete, delicious meals, enough for everybody. I made some cheesy smothered mushroom chicken with mashed potatoes and roasted carrots. Half an hour. That's all it took me. Firecracker meatballs with roasted green beans and jasmine rice. My child likes it. I love it. My husband loves it. Everybody in the family wants a little bit of the HelloFresh. And we're big. We, we recycle a lot in our household. Like it's a big thing for us. So being able to have the majority of the packaging uh, made of recyclable friendly. It's my jam. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80 grown and use code 80 grown to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. That's HelloFresh.com slash 80 grown and code 80 grown for a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. All right. Um, let's talk about adulting, right? This is what we convene every week to discuss. 
But um, I've been thinking a lot about um, life, right? Because, I mean, I guess whatever we're facing always puts me in a very existential place, right? I'm always like, you know, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> and um, and uh, I was thinking about um, just in terms of all the things. So, like, in my work, we talk about change and um, you know, I study change and study like, you know, processes of change, illuminating um, how organizations specifically and individuals that are, you know, operate within organizations, how they think about, make meaning of and kind of navigate change. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, whether or not we want to believe it as as close, as tightly as we hold on to things like tradition um and uh conventional practices like anything that's not changing and growing is dead um right so i'm thinking about like when we think about change i think a mistake that people make is that we think about change uh off and and learning as like separate entities when mm-hmm. they're when one informs the other mm-hmm. so as i'm thinking about these changes that we're navigating i'm often always thinking about what we're learning mm-hmm. and so um when i think about what i'm learning about this stage of my life it made me think about like wow i'm learning a lot um and this is just not going how i thought it was going to go and not because <laughs> not not just because we're living in the last days, <laughs> but um, <laughs> just kind of like what I thought about a being an adult is so different than what my reality of adulthood is actually, uh, you know, how that manifests itself every day. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking like, you know, there's lots of lies. We talk about the scam of adulting all the time right? on this particular show. So I wanted to talk about like the, the top lies of adulting i don't know if we wanted to do like a top list top 10 top five what are the most uh offensive untruths right like what what did you think about being an adult like when you were thinking about adulthood as your you know as a child and as a teen what were some of the things that you were told or what were some of the things that you were made to believe or had come to believe or come to know Mm -hmm. or think about adulting that your actual life has disproven. <laughs> I'll start off with um, one, if you don't mind, a yes, light one. Please. This is just we'll just mm-hmm. we'll just start off with a light one, and then we'll get into a good discussion or list or whatever. Absolutely. When I was young and we were riding a car, I said to myself, "When I get older, I'm gonna keep that motherfucking light on the whole time I drive." <laughs> what the the light in the, the top overhead of the car? light. Just because mm-hmm. I was told that we could not, and it was illegal, <laughs> and I said I'm gonna keep that light on. That's a stupid law. And then I, I mean, got old, er, just... and I realized yes. a that it is a lie that it is illegal. It is not illegal for you to drive with that light on, but it is annoying, and that is why my parents told me to turn the damn light off. And that is why I now tell Noah that it is illegal <laughs> to keep that light on while I drive. <laughs> I mean, these are the things, right? Like, this is the actual factuals. Um, so there are things that we are told. Mm-hmm. There are, like, rules that we're, we've been made to adhere to, things we've been made to believe. Um, I was talking to Dustin earlier. He gave me a good one, another good one. He was just like, um, there's no such thing as a permanent record. Like, all through <laughs> our childhood, we oh, were told yes. that this thing was going to be on your permanent record. And it's like, ain't no record, B. No. Like, where, what record? 
What and when record? were you all going to teach us about expunging said records? When were you going to talk about that? <laughs> but like, and like, what do these records mean relative to like, you know, anything that is important to us now, even if they did exist. But so all of that, I want to just, and I, I took to the internet as I usually do when I have these questions about mm-hmm. life. <laughs> And just started asking people what, you know, what are some of their lies? Like, what are the lies that they've been told, girls? Like, tell me. Um, tell me, what it, are the biggest lies of adulting? And what are some things that you thought about childhood, about adulthood as a child or a teen that your adult life has disproven? And when I tell you that, there are over, like, 100 replies. <laughs> um, yeah. Because folks have a lot to say about this. But I've tried to kind of categorize them. I mean, like I said, I don't know if this is, um, I don't know if this is a, a, a will, will manifest itself as kind of like a, a top anything list, or if we'll talk about these in any particular order, but I thought it would be cool to, to talk about them, um, you know, at the kitchen table. I'm totally down. So, um, I will say, uh. Ooh. Okay, again, in no particular order, but there's just, I'll just kind of, I've kind of categorized them. So one big one was that, you know, being an adult is fun. <laughs> like we thought that, <laughs> we thought that adult adulting was going to be the time of our lives. We thought we were going to do whatever we wanted to do. And it was just going to be a, loads of laughs and good time. And whatever t- it is that tickled nah. our fancy, it was going to be a blast. Let me tell you the extent of the fun of your adulthood. Being Man. able to listen to WAP freely in your house, okay, without <laughs> judgment outside of that. And if you got kids, I hope you're not listening to it out loud. You're still oh, restricted. <laughs> There's like some, they said it was going to be fun, right? They, they did. Like, or, or I don't know if they said it was going to be fun or like folks made it look like it was fun or we were just fantasizing. We, we, but... we were kind of duped because there were movies like big that came out Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, glamorized and glorified adulthood and how, and if you all don't know what Big is, I don't know, I know we have some young listeners. Big is a movie starring Tom Hanks from the 80s. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is one of my favorite movies. Um, Look it up on the IMDb, get your life. Yes, look it up and then find out where you can watch it because it's actually a very good movie. But Tom Hanks basically is a 13-year-old boy who uh, approaches this machine and you know ask for a wish to be big he wants to be grown and he get buys this big loft in new york and he you know goes and plays on the giant piano at fao schwartz and mm-hmm. eating candy and having girlfriends and has a soda machine in the loft and he's just living <laughs> this like glamorous a uh, life of adulting right I do love how they do show the difficulties, though, because he wants to go back to his very simple life as a child. But Mm -hmm. it's things like that that have kind of glamorized adulthood for us. Um, And then we have examples like we've talked about before of like, you know, where sometimes things were not shown to be as hard as what they actually are. We weren't told the whole truths of things. (laughs) So, but they've been glamorized for sure. So that's why we were so you know just obsessed with being adults for sure uh, there were a lot of people chiming in about like dating and relationships was which, which i thought was especially interesting right because mm. like um 
so kind of like 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 talking about more broadly like how we talk about adulting more broadly mm-hmm. a lot of people thought that like you know relationships were going to be all rainbows and rose petals right yeah. uh, and we romanticize mm-hmm. even our even friendships but especially romantic relationships uh, relationships are easy and we think about things like committed relationships or marriage in terms of like like marriage always equals stability and that doesn't seem to be the truth and as far as like (laughs) marriage (laughs) marriage marriage being like you know some indication of status or like you know uh clout or you know Mm -hmm. or that you can earn your way to uh a a, a marriage like you know if you do the right things if if you you, cook if you clean then you're gonna get this ring (laughs) oh lord have mercy but yes so like so like we told all these things but our actual lived reality Mm -hmm. suggests that relationships are very very hard work and there are things about them that are you know that are you know that bring us joy and fulfillment but at the but at the same time that that does not mean that they don't come without us some level of investment um, toughest of career time. of my life. I'm going to be exactly perfectly, time perfectly is honest and sacrifice. <laughs> and I think that we have to learn. I'm learning that you have to like learn and unlearn. Like I, I feel like I have been, and what this fascinates me. We talk about this all the time, sis. But I am fascinated by how from birth it seems that men and women are socialized around relationships in completely different ways. Oh, absolutely. And then yeah, I know don't that. know. Then the expectation is that we're supposed to come together. Yeah, no. um, and know how to be together when we've not been taught or oftentimes we don't have many strong examples. I speak from my own personal experience. I don't want to assume that I know y'all's lives and circumstances, but I don't feel like I had many strong models of how to build relationship in practice. There mm-hmm. were there were examples of of long lasting relationships and what I would consider good relationships, but you kind of saw them as kind of like the shiny finished product. You don't really get to get insight into people's business around what work it takes for them to have a healthy relationship. Um, so I don't really know that I got to see those mm-hmm. those things happening in practice. And I'm learning that, you know, being in a relationship requires me to unlearn a lot of the things that I thought. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have to unlearn how to because I've, I've been taught and raised my whole life to be independent and self-sufficient and worry about myself. But if I'm in a relationship with someone, then I have to, um, you know, learn how to, you know, be work complimentary be selfless Child, um, and let me tell you to something. consider other people like there there's just so there's just and so consider many other, not even just be considerate but like consider other people's personalities and reactions and yeah. for my for my for my woo woo girls i know kia gonna roll her eyes it's fine <laughs> but for my woo woo oh, girls i don't even know what that means what i am a girls? virgo married oh okay i was like what what is a woo woo <laughs> I am a Virgo married to an Aquarius. Okay, now I love him down to my toenails. I'm, I, but this is the most challenging career that I have ever, ever embarked on in my life. And let me tell you, it's not lost on me. Okay, listen to me close, and you all will probably agree. <laughs> it's not lost on me that when you've been in a long-term relationship a lot of our aunts and moms and you know 
women we know, it's not lost on me that these these women don't go get remarried for a reason. It's not because they can't find nobody. It's because they've done this once and said, oh. I don't ever want to do this shit again. <laughs> I just learned so much. I mean, it's it's very true, right? It's like, you know, it seems like there is, we think about relationships or I've, little girls specifically, I feel like as a little girl, especially growing up in church and all these other things, the, the, the concept of relationship was always presented to me in very idealized ways Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. very transactional ways and ways that, that were about me and not about anybody who I was trying to be in relationship with. Right. And, um, I felt, I feel like while we were at the prayer breakfasts and the women's day conferences talking about, uh, how to be a good wife in terms of, uh, you know, looking the part and, you know, being what you're supposed to be on paper and looking, you know, all those Proverbs 31 kinds of things. No one tells you how to keep your wits about you when you looking at this nigga and he is on your, the last nerve that you have. Like, Mm. Mm. no, I don't feel like we spend enough time really get into the business of, of the work of relationship and, um, and I'm not talking about work on like, cause we real good as women. Um, uh, we real good at pointing out the flaws in our partners. But what I, I'm learning right now is that the work of the, the work of relationship requires me to, like you say, your partner becomes your mirror, right? Yeah. So it requires me to look at myself and all the ways that I might be less than, uh, <laughs> I might be, you know, less than amazing as far as being a good, <laughs> Not less than a good partner. Right. So it's like, okay, well, okay. I didn't really know that we was coming here to talk about me, but clearly like, you know, we, when it's time to do the work of relationship and, and have those conversations, it's like, oh, okay, so I'm going, have to check myself as well yeah or effective all of that effective ways of communication i i don't i feel like they talk about women checking themselves i feel like they talk Mm. about women you know being mindful that this is the head of the household and this is this and this is that or whatever whatever they don't do the same thing for niggas they all they say is like they're sensitive be sensitive to their feelings so so what is (laughs) so yes absolutely i think that Another thing that fascinates me is that um, relationships is very much a topic, a, a content, like a topic of discussion at women's programmings mm-hmm. and relation. Like men are almost never talking about that. No, so, and, and I've talked about that before on this show, where it seems like, especially in church spaces, um, and and I've had guys to actually explain this to me, and it's like I'm still kind of processing it. But it's like men, little boys, men teenage boys or whatever are are taught to think that marriage is a good thing for me to have right it would be it would be dope it would it would help me it would be it would push me further along toward my own individual goals it is a nice thing to have much like uh you know cable is a nice thing to have <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there are some people who require cable who like i can't live without cable but there are some people who don't need it at Hi. all so <laughs> so um <laughs> where on the other hand i feel like women are socialized and i speak for myself i know that in part of my own socialization I was taught to believe that if I didn't have a husband, I had made a grave mistake. 
in life. I have not done something, you know, I have, um, you know, whether I've chosen my career, like people who believe that you have to choose, you can't have both. You have to choose one or the other, um, or the, or, you know, that whole thing where it's like, um, you, you didn't like, you did something wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't make yourself available. You you didn't dumb yourself down enough. You didn't do, or I don't know, maybe I'm, no, that's sim- no, speaking that's, that's too how, simplistically. That's how, but it how just society seems like does. We're raised to believe that you have to be married. You you must be married. It is it is not something you know. And while I think now our generation and younger people are starting to uh, you know be more amenable to the reality that relationships and marriage aren't for everyone, mm-hmm. and people can live whole mm-hmm. and full uh, adult lives without ever being partnered and be just fine yep. and be happy and there fulfill are in all who the don't ways. Want children. Yes. Um, but, but I, I don't, I don't think that that was something that was a part of my reality and, and, um, coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, when I was thinking about what I thought adults did, marriage was a part of that and marriage was a part of that by a certain time. So a lot of the people who responded on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook were saying like, you know, one of the biggest lies of adulting was that I thought I would be married by 25 mm-hmm. or I thought I, I would have certain things in place. Um, or I would have found my partner during undergrad or I would have found my partner much sooner um, or that I was expected to have a partner at all. So yes, dating relationships, all that stuff. That's one of the big, that was a, one of the other big larger categories of the lies of adulting. And then um, the other other kind of big big one was was uh, as far as parents, right? So a lot of us were raised to think that our parents were perfect people, um, and like you know, I can speak for it. Like I, it took me a long time. It wasn't until I started. I was a young adult that I realized, like I started to recognize the humanity of my mom and mm-hmm. other adults around me, um, because I kind of raised them up to be this kind of standard. Um, this like idea of a of w- what I should be aspiring toward um, mm-hmm. instead of actually thinking about them as someone who you know don't really know what they're doing yeah, <laughs> so, they try to so, figure it out too right so like you know parents and ad- adults being you know or the expectation that we're supposed to have it all together and all Child. figured out by I, a certain time all baby zero one two nine or twitter said <laughs> no one preps you for how much you may end up needing to help take care of your parents they don't My tell God. you that you'll need to parent your parents listen because that's real that's real and not and i've learned that parenting is more than like tri- contributing financially and oh, helping absolutely. them like in the livelihood ways but like i said i said in a group chat when when we were talking about it earlier mm-hmm. it was like you know the world is is changing at such a pace where it's like my mom and my grandparents can be childlike in their naivety, right? Yeah. Like the the questions that they ask about what's happening in the world can be very much like, you know, questions that Noah might ask mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And not to be funny, but like if my mom were to hear, like, you know, even like as, as it relates to politics, what's going on um, with the election, mm-hmm. I, you know, me and my, my family have had some real candid conversations about what certain thinkers and leaders and policymakers mean when they say certain things. But even as far as culture, like I hope and pray that my mother never ever hears WAP, but if she does, <laughs> I'm going to have some explaining to do. 
not you from a place of like my <laughs> yeah i mean no not not explaining like not they always like put that, you in that weird like... position though where they be like well my mother knows my mother my mother's favorite <laughs> words my entire childhood were listen to that filth when you get out of my car like she knows my mom knows but like but i had but they oh, still put you in an awkward position even when they know you listen to filth to be like so have you ever heard this song wop what does yes. it mean? I'm like, bruh, go Google it and don't ask me. You know I don't want to answer that. <laughs> oh, God. It's really hard, right? It's it really is. hard because you got to teach. I had to tell my mom about, like, estate planning. Yeah. And when she has questions about, like, life insurance. And I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let me find out. You know what I'm saying? But there's things that I don't know. But because I have the internet and kind of can search around things and kind of know my way around those parts, like we having to learn and navigate these things together. And that's not something that I expected to have to do. Right. I never would have expected that. My Like your parents don't know anything. So that's the big lie of, of adulting. <laughs> like parents know everything that is not at all the truth. Oh, I saw a good one on here. Mm hmm. Oh, this is from Mario. Enigmatic <laughs> loan. He says that going to college automatically secures a future when in all actuality it only secured debt. Now So this is a thing. No, yeah. go ahead, please. Oh, I was that's not shitting on college or higher education. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We want to encourage our kids to uh try to set themselves up for the best form of success right and that's what we've always yes. been taught i think where the misstep has been and i'm especially not going to sit here and shit all over higher education with kia sitting up in my face <laughs> but well, i mean i have critiques as well so please but be yourself say what you need to say i that we we have been conditioned and you know i would we've been conditioned and I know a lot of households have had it, have had it harder than I, you know, than I've had. And there's been different situations, but we've been conditioned to think like going to college is going to get you a diploma that is, I mean, get you a degree that is going to get you a job and you're going to be set. And there's many avenues of trying to figure some of that out. And I feel like that's kind of been drilled that that is the only way to be set up for success. And that is a problem. Absolutely. I think that because so of of the hundreds of responses that we got, I would say that that responses like this one were about 60 percent. And and to me, I think that this is huge because it it, I attribute this to kind of the broader systems of white supremacy, because this kind of falls under the respectability umbrella as far as I'm concerned. Yes, absolutely. This 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 fake cultural, this fake fake American cultural value of meritocracy right that 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 suggests that if you work hard Mm -hmm. and you earn you know you do the thing the right things in the right order at the right times Mm -hmm. then you know things will just magically fall into place for you so that's a way that you know uh whiteness as a system right Mm -hmm. has tried to make people believe that they could earn their way out of their oppression Yep. Um, and that is woefully problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Because you no matter how hard we work, the system is set up for us to fail. Yep. So there's no level of success that's going to push us past that. And what I think it it does as far as lim- it's so limiting because it suggests that other forms of uh, uh you know earning a living 
other livelihoods are somehow less important or less necessary or less prestigious, right? So I'm thinking, you know, there are people who opted to go to college when their purpose was in trade school or people who um, opted to go to college or was were pushed or pressured to go to college when their their purpose was in entrepreneurial endeavors. And mm-hmm. again, hear me and hear me well as someone who sits here with a Range Rover's worth of student loan debt and <laughs> four degrees. Um, that while I recognize that my journey was my journey, right? And I don't take anything for granted. Like, I don't think I would have done anything differently um, but I recognize that this is what I needed to do in order to do the work that I feel like I've been called to do. I recognize that that is not everybody's path. There's no one, there are no, um, and that's a big lie of adulting, right? That, that there are key things that we can do that will secure our success mm-hmm. or, um, you know, fiscal solvency um, or that, that will have all of the things in life that um you know white folks have mm-hmm. right, right um and i think i think that that is one of the major major lies of adult and i'm glad that that now that our generation what gives me hope is that i feel like now that we have uh the space to kind of have these conversations we can start talking about combating these lies with some truth and reality mm-hmm. um about that and start to break down some of these misconceptions that we have about other career pathways because college has its use and values for certain walks right mm-hmm. of life like certain professions certain livelihoods um certain um you know whatever you're whatever you're it, it is it is in the cards for people who are called to do what you know those kinds of jobs but everyone is not called to do that kind of work um and so y'all know me i've never been hung up on like, you know, I'm not one of those academics that only hangs out with academics. No, Most not of at my friends I'm usually I'm usually the only one in my friends groups that mm-hmm. that went to school as much as I did. Yeah. Um she just be over here with the RNs. Some, <laughs> no, that's just in my even in my even in my family. That's that's just what mm-hmm. I'm accustomed to. Like, you know, I, I come from hard working blue collar people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I have a lot of respect. Like I feel like my grandfather has a high school diploma and I deem him to be one of the smartest individuals I've ever met. Truly. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that just because he's my Dida, but I'm just saying <laughs> that there are people who have levels of experience and expertise that you don't get matriculating through an education system as as we have set up here in this country. So that is a major, 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 major lie. Absolutely. Um, and I'm glad that that a lot of us ha- are hip. And going forward, I hope that we can start to undo some of that undo some of that damage. Um but I think the outside of that one, I would say the second <laughs> the second largest uh response um uh, around these these lies, the, the second biggest lie was that um being an adult means you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Or that you that you have freedom, like you know, like that you that you get to yeah. make your own choices and do your own thing. And I think to a certain degree that is true, but I think we don't get to kind of we don't just move about the world with reckless abandon like we thought no. we would when we were six and seven no. years old. We have responsibilities, um, and and those things kind of limit our behavior in certain ways. And mm-hmm. I know you can attest to that as a, as a, as someone who is raising a little person. <laughs> Let me tell you about seven-year-olds. <laughs> they're a different kind of energy. And they're like smart, 
they so they do things on their own, but they're still busy. And Noah's in this like phase where she wants to be up under me all the time now. She's like, nope, I just want to, nope, I'm just going to sit here with you. I'm going to play Sims and <sighs> and I'm just going to sit here with you. And I'm like, but you're going to sit so close to me, just right here, like right at my under, my under pit, just be right there. But anyway, yes. Oh, here's Ooh. another one that was good. Another yes, two. Um, that my parents slash village were my primary example of proper adulting and parenting. Truth is, they mm-hmm. were winging it as well. Also, successes and failures are circumstantial and they vary from person to person. See also, dreams deferred because someone else attempted and failed. For sure. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, hard work hard work pays off is, is another one. I think that kind of falls in the meritocracy bucket because there are some of us who are working our fingers to the bone and, right. and don't have as much to show for as, as you would think. Truly. You know, like there are people who, like like those people who work you know, blue collar jobs or work, you know, in certain certain industries and work all kinds of crazy hours mm-hmm. and and yet don't have the same kind of financial flexibility as folks who don't. And I don't want to say work as hard, but like who work differently. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, in some cases, I guess you could say they don't work as hard. <laughs> it's true. But, I mean, it may not yeah. be as labor intensive. Um, right. But, but that, yeah, that work hard, whatever. And also that work hard, play hard. Nigga, you work hard. You are tired. You want to go to sleep. That's another thing. That whole sleep when you're dead or or, or that like or, or, or the lie. The lie is that naps the are overrated. Mentality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or that naps are overrated. It's like, no, we need what? to like a naps are an essential element of adult life that we need to prioritize. Rest is a, is something that Key. adults need more than anything mm-hmm. or anybody else. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have seen my mother rest more. I really exactly. wish, like having I those wish. examples. I really did. Um, and in and, and the first part of what the I think it was Miss Piggy Smalls who wrote that last tweet that our parents were winging it. You know, we spoke to it a little bit, but they they were mm-hmm. trying to figure it out as we are trying to figure it out. We just now have a few more resources and things at our fingertips that they did not have. They did not have. But, you know, according to us, our grandparents and our parents, they were the pinnacle. They were the, the how you how you should do it. Well, not yes. for everybody, but, you know. For a a good deal of us. Yeah. But hey, guys, that's my list. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah. And I I mean, I'm sure that the list will continue to grow because I posted it earlier today, this morning. And I mean, the things are still very much rolling in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think we should continue to talk about these things um, because I would like to have future conversations around like, you know, thinking about who told us these lies and like, you know, um, are these lies like limited to our generation? So are we as millennials kind of thinking about these things? Like if generations before us did, like Mm -hmm. what did they do about it? And why didn't they tell us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why didn't they tell us the truth? And finally, I mean, you know, like I was saying before, as it relates to undoing some of the damage of these lies, since we know better now and since we can have these conversations now, what can be what are some of the things that we might do differently to kind of encourage truth 
mm-hmm. and truth telling. Like, what are ways, like, you know, like you were saying, like, as a mom, I'm sure you prioritize your rest and you're going to model rest for Noah and make sure that she knows it's okay for her to take care of herself. Yep. And not only that it's okay, but it's priority for her Absolutely. to take it's care essential. of herself. And, and yeah. So like, what are some of the things that I'm, I hope to do? And maybe we can continue that conversation later on, but I just, I mean, we talk I about the scam that. of adulting all the time, but I wanted to, um, yeah, we'll dismantle kinda, the scams. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll take another episode, dismantle how we, how we going to dismantle some of those scams. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're skipping the honesty box this week. Um, but you can continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com and, and we'll get back to it. But we'll move on to black woman self-care, which is a wonderful follow up to this segment. <laughs> Okie doke. Let's do it. Do it, do it sometimes do it, do it. our food is more than just food all the time. But yeah, sometimes it's an integral part of our community. So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support Black-owned restaurants. Top places like Post Office Pies in Birmingham, Alabama, Back in the Day Bakery in Savannah, Georgia, and hundreds more Black-owned restaurants in your local community all across the country. Learn how you can show your support at discover.com. I deserve it's black woman self-care time so i have a couple of black woman self-cares this week my first one so i told you all i you know i've been trying to implement a nighttime routine but i also realized that i need to implement crystal jean and i have been talking a lot about routines and Mm -hmm. i realized that i need to implement a uh, morning routine as well So at nighttime is when I, you know, do my deeper meditation, more so prayer, you know, just kind of talking about very specific things and expressing gratitude. Nigga! (laughs) You are messing up. This is a segment that you are not invited to. Um, You know, that's kind of where I take the nighttime to kind of dive deep like that. But the morning I said, well, how can I set a nice tone for my day? So I started really utilizing my Calm app and um, trying to give myself a good morning meditation to just try to set my day off on a nice note. And they also have kids meditation. So what I decided that I want to start implementing is after I do my personal one, because it's important that we, you know, take care of ourselves because we can't give from an empty cup. Um I want to do a small morning meditation with Noah so that nice. it kind of sets the tone for her day as well, but like in her own language. So these are speci- specially tailored to children. So I want to do a little meditation for myself in the morning and a little meditation with her. Um, and that's my black woman self-care. I love it. Mine is not as um, amazing as yours. Oh, stop. It is actually kind of ghetto and raggedy, but <laughs> I love ghetto and raggedy. It is something that has brought me some joy this week, um, and I have done it. Um, it's kind of helped me to kind of get through. Um, you know, those of you who follow me on social media know that um, I have to sit in Zoom meetings for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know that I have ever really. Um, I don't know that I. Um, I did had any concept of how draining it is to be engaged in that, you know, in that kind of online meeting space for hours on end. Mm-hmm. So like when you on zoom, you know, for, 
three hours or better, when you get off, the very last thing that you want to do is continue to look at your computer and um, work. So, um, well, I've been, I've been taking breaks, um, and really, uh, being, and really resisting, shaming myself for taking breaks. Like, so not taking breaks from my work and, and, you know, I'm learning that my breaks make me more productive mm-hmm. and it's probably taking me a longer time to realize this than I would like to admit. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I recognize that I have to walk away from my work and kind of decompress and mm-hmm. do something that is not work related at all. And the way that I have been doing that here lately is that I downloaded the phase 10 app on my iPad. <gasps> oh my gosh. <sighs> Cause y'all know that I bang with Phase Ten. It is it is one of my jams. That like is it is my a game, game that I very much enjoy. And there is a game on the iOS. I'm sure that they have it for Droids as well. But you can play Phase Ten on your phone or iPad. <laughs> and you know what I like about it is that it is not one of those games that sucks you in for hours at a time, right? So you can play around or hand for like 10 15 minutes and kind of get your fix and then go back to doing your work so um it's not one of those games that you know you kind of get caught up in candy crush or bejeweled or something and before you know it you done spent 30 hours but this is like you know it's confined so like you have your phases it's like you have like five phases to complete so once you finish your phases and um you know you have to like let your lives build up too so that helps all of that all of this to say my in my getaway downloading this app has been my self-care this week because it has just made such a difference Bitch, as far got, as like you know you know me being able to too. take my breaks from between my meetings so that i take my break i play my little game then i'm able to come back and kind of knock some things out on my to-do list yes amen i literally you should have never told me that i just downloaded <laughs> phase so 10 spades and uh uno <laughs> I mean, I I just I'm glad that I could be helpful because it's really kind of changed the game for me. I'm like over here, like why ain't nobody tell me about Phase Ten before now? But it is it is lit. I'm a fan. I don't use my phone a lot. Like I I I I you know so, social media. I've been social media has just been a, a trash box, and I try to put it down. But knowing that I don't have to scroll. And I have other things there. Like, I mean, obviously, I'll pick up mm-hmm. a book, you know. Sometimes I'll go binge The Indian Matchmaker, a wonderful show. But Really? Is that, oh, like, on Netflix or something? It's on Netflix. And I've been watching Indian Matchmaker. Um, I don't watch... I watch Drag Race primarily. That's just, like, my thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Drag Race. And, but then when I get... I've got... You know, I did I May Destroy You and I did... Um, Indian matchmaker and then obviously the 90 day fiance and whatnot but mm-hmm. that it is a it is a wonderful show very entertaining very entertaining I love that a very I'm good very show happy. but that's our black woman self-care this week let us know what y'all been doing to take care of yourselves and especially in this dumpster fire of a world you know you can always write in to getting grown podcast at gmail.com maybe we'll do a black woman excuse me black person self-care um for kitchen show. table one day you know where we just do a bunch of them so black person self-care let me remember to implement that but we have petty peeves to get to so let's do it and i want to be very responsible 
of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Okay. It's petty peef time, and I'm putting mine on parade. I talked about the silverware before. I have another question. I'm going to direct it at men, but if you're one of these people too, feel free to chime in. (laughs) Why don't y'all clean the sink out after you wash the dishes? Now, when you say clean the sink, do you mean like wipe it down? I mean, literally like get the debris out of the sink from washing dishes and then soaping the sink out and bleaching the sink sink out out. and then, you know, wiping that out. Rinsing it and wiping it down. What's the problem? Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh my God. And I'm sure it's not all of them, but why? It's not the only time I've seen it though. That's the thing. (laughs) And it's like a notorious, like part of, cleaning the kitchen when you wash the dishes you opt to clean the kitchen (laughs) and when you opt to clean the kitchen that comes along with wiping down appliances wiping behind appliances disinfecting down the counters wiping down the cabinets and the drawers cleaning the stove washing the dishes cleaning the sink sweeping the floor and mopping it after. When I clean the kitchen, I clean the kitchen. I don't just wash the dishes, you see. <laughs> I just Perhaps a checklist would be helpful, but I don't know if that if if one might find that condescending. You know but I, I, you know I, I'm I am to learning a Caribbean man who it right, would be like, what I'm is this? I'm learning. <laughs> exactly. But I'm learning, and this is, I'm learning uh, from my friends who are in uh, marriages and or committed relationships, partnerships, um, that folks come into relationships with different concepts of what something like cleaning the kitchen Mm. might be or Mm. entail. So Mm. like, and, and what I've also learned is like the way that we clean the kitchen is usually not the way that they clean the kitchen. No, it's different. It's different and what's so, so funny wonder, is is that something that i just have to come to accept like you know, what like is i i the 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 uh extreme burn my bras would be very upset probably you know what i'm saying <laughs> um and then there may be like the Susie homemakers who may also be equally upset but i find that there's just a balance and sometimes you know, you, you're not able to control everything. You know what I'm saying? So what I have come to do is my cleaning time is my therapeutic, cathartic time. You know what I'm saying? I get these niggas about the house and I get to work. And it's comforting for me because, A, I know I'm going to be in a home that is up to the standard that I want. <laughs> and B, it's done the way in which I want it to be done. And I get to chill up in my very comfortable home. And they come. And what's so fascinating is they'll like come home and be like, mommy, it's so clean in here. So you recognize <laughs> that this situation looks slightly different and that like there is a, a, a new a new sparkle, a new wig happening here in this situation. But for whatever reason, when it comes down to y'all participating in that activity, that sparkle ain't there. But you recognize mm. that there's a sparkle when it's just me by myself. So 
I, that is my long way of telling you yes. Sometimes you just got to deal with it and figure it out. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And it's not to say that you accept laziness or that you're like, okay, I'm going to do all of this on my own. No, you talk to your partner. Like, of course, there's been conversations that we've had about different things. And I'm not married to a lazy person, so I'm not worried about that. But some of those small petty peeves, things like this, are things that I've just kind of come to let get on my nerves but realize like I'm, I'm let me just go back behind and and just do this because it's just mm. gonna be quicker for me to do it than to be fussing all over the place and then that don't do nothing but irritate me and my energy so yeah it'd be like that sometimes my, my, what's your petty my. peeve my petty peeve is very simple that i i really wish that um i i wasn't so sore <laughs> um <laughs> I'm learning that. And I don't know what it is. And I know that there's, I, I made an Insta story about this. Um, like I, I'm falling into a rhythm with working out. I'm feeling like it's a part of a routine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do it as regularly as possible. We all saw that um, bad body bathing suit that's, picture on the listen, Instagram. That's not what this is about. That's <laughs> not what this is about. <laughs> I'm saying that the, the, I work out and I feel like, I don't know if it's age or what I'm, but I, I'm sore a lot <laughs> and it just hurts so bad. And I'll be trying to figure out how to unsore myself and it just cannot. You got to get you a hair gun. I don't know, but I just have me. I'm in a committed relationship with my heating pad. Yeah. I sleep with him every night. Do you take um, Epsom salt and, baths? I haven't, but it is not something that I am above, honestly. I can get you lavender Epsom salt in this day and age. Take you some Epsom salt. I think I have some of the Mr. Teal's, Mm -hmm, Dr. mm -hmm. Teal's. Yep. I just need to figure out how to get my big behind down in that tub. It's just you just sit Um, in the tub and put the salt in there. I know, but you know, I'm not, I'm I'm big. So, like, I don't be, I, I mean, taller. So it's like my whole body don't be in the water. But I'm, I figure it out. I don't the know Lord will life. provide. I don't know that. Life. But yes, that's but my favorite. But a Theragun and some Epsom salt, mm, you're going to feel like I don't even like know a what a Theragun is, but I'm going to do my Googles. It's a deep tissue. I'm not even, it's not even a massager. It's like a, it's to get to the deep tissues and it's got settings that you do on the phone, on the app. And it gets, it has like, if you've been working on your quads, if you've been working on your biceps, you know, like it has different points that it does different levels of that deep tissue. Is it like a seat that you sit in or is it like a No, it's like a hand massager, but they don't like to call it a massager because it's deeper than a massager. But that boy is powerful. And that is another episode of Getting Grown. For sure. We appreciate you for listening to us every week um, and sitting around the kitchen table with us and, you know, just diving into the daily struggles of the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. Mm -hmm. Um, We appreciate y'all for riding it out. We know that the COVID and folks, being home and not commuting as much means that a, a lot of folks don't listen to podcasts, you know, like they used to. So I, I recognize that those of you who are still kicking in with us yep. do are doing so because you want to, and you're being intentional about listening to getting growing. I don't take that 
for granted at all. So at thank all. you so much for continuing to tune in um, and for your patience as me and Jade try to figure this thing out. Yes. And tell them what to do with themselves. Continue to drink your water because that's very important, especially in these hot summer days that we are currently living in. Um, continue to mind the business that the Lord mm. gave you. Okay. Because to mind anybody else's is, you know, doing yourself a great disservice. And finally, you want to moisturize all of your skin in between your fingers, in between your toes, behind your ears and your elbows and knees, behind your kneecaps in the back, cracks, crevices, <laughs> nooks, crannies. You want to moisturize all of that, why, sis? Because you'll smell like earring backs. Because oh. <laughs> your black will crack if it's dry. Bye. Goodbye. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time, and their three new non-dairy flavors are made with sunflower butter, and they're the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between. Say it with me. Check out the Ben and Jerry sunflower butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. 